You're listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Per Axboom. Hello and welcome to UX Podcast episode number 23. Yay! You're listening to me, Pat Axbom. And me, James Royal Lawson. And we've just spent a good hour and a half uh, uh, getting GarageBand to work on my Mac. And um, we've had some microphone problems. I was much lower, even though James is the female voice uh, yes, I'm the by female. default in, in GarageBand. You say that. I think you deliberately make me the woman. <laughs> it's the way you like it. Yeah, well, I, I do control the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been making cups of tea and coffee. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You've been, you brought me two cups today because I was working hard. You were working very hard. Yeah. Well, you, I, I don't, I'm not a Mac person. I, I'm just, I just sit here and look pretty with my female voice. <laughs> okay, stop. Anyway, we're in uh, West Stockholm, yeah. as usual, in, my, in Binton um, HQ, and um, it's a miserable day. We're now into autumn. Yeah, it's really cold. Yeah. It's... And I forgot to turn the heating on. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's why you've still got your, your thick fleece on. Yeah, <laughs> it's simply coming time to put my motorcycle away it's pretty, pretty sad as well okay so um i've been giving a, some talks over the last couple of weeks uh and uh, in that talk i mentioned how often i get the types of questions uh, that concern rules of usability and the examples of those types of questions are how many items can you have in your navigation and how fast must your page load? And how do you ask for a social social security number in a web form? And people want these statistically safe answers and they want to know that, yeah, a usability expert said this so we can go by it and it will be useful for everybody. And they can skip doing research. Exactly, they can skip doing research, of course. Uh, so they everybody wants a shortcut to doing a good job with usability. And um, one of the godfathers of, of putting up rules, of course, is uh, our good friend Jacob Nielsen, uh, who everybody references. And since everybody reads his blog, everybody knows everything about usability. Uh, and they know these rules by heart and been memorizing them since the late 90s. Oh, they uh, find it very easy to check against them. Because if you, if, you, if you search for something, then uh, Jacob Nielsen's blog posts yeah. generally come up quite high for that subject. So, exactly. so if, you're a, if you're a client kind of checking what the consultant said, then more often than not, you'll get Jacob's answers thrown back at you as the, as the right. ultimate answer. Uh, and sometimes, and, and more often lately... <laughs> this year yeah. in particular, as, as listeners to the podcast <laughs> will know. That, um, uh, Jacob's been wrong. He's been wrong. Yeah. We've disagreed on a couple of occasions, mm. and then a few times we've called him out of actually being completely yeah. wrong. <laughs> And I know that uh, one of the things you've really hated about, uh, well, one of the posts he's written uh, is how he references screen sizes and stuff like that. Tell, me, tell, tell us about that post. And you, I think you've written a blog post about it as well you this week. Think you know I've written yeah. a blog post about it. Um, <laughs> not that these are vehicles for promoting yeah. our, our blog oh, posts. No. God, no. By no means. <laughs> no. Um, no, back in May, um, Jacob Nielsen um, published, published an alert box um, called Computer Screens Getting Bigger. Um, and this, uh, this was um, a, a, one of these alert boxes talking about screen sizes, um, screen resolutions, mm. and how during the, the, the past um, oh, 20 years, 
how they've they've increased. Yeah, we all know that's true. The, the number of pixels available on our monitors uh, has has really gone through the roof. Mm. Um, especially in the last couple of years, we've started to get some of these really huge displays. So you know, two and a half thousand pixels wide and things. Right um, now. What um, Jacob says in his in his article, um, in fact, he changes his recommendation. Mm. He's had a recommendation of um, basically designing for one thousand twenty four times seven six eight for for an awful long time. Mm. And in this post in May, he he upped it, he changed it, and said screen sizes now are so big that you should be optimizing your web design for one thousand four hundred and forty pixels wide. Mm-hmm. That was his recommendation. I know. And <laughs> I've one, one of my little pet things is, is yeah. browser viewport and mm. um, and how that differs mm. from the screen resolutions. And I've been harping on about this for, for years. Uh, I've, I've written a few blog posts about it. Mm. Um, and when I saw that he, he, he said this, that no, the recommendation has gone that wide, mm. beyond, beyond the width mm. of the most common mm. laptop Resolution because laptops, fifty percent of all laptops sold, or at least available on the market, um, are one thousand three hundred sixty-eight pixels wide. Yeah. So his recommendation is beyond mm. the, the, the still everyday normal person's laptop size. So, so what was he thinking? Is he thinking just desktop, or is, is um, he taking mobile into consideration? This, this article particularly talks mm. about desktop. Um, right. And, and I did the same in my blog post this week. I, I did the mm. same thing. I filtered out all the mobile stuff because that, that is a different, it's a different conversation. Um, and he's focused on desktop, so I thought uh, we know we'll yeah. focus too because yep. what is that, his recommendation recommendation is for desktop. Um, but basically, in his in his article, um, he he mentions briefly that you should design for a range of sizes. You know, that, that around fourteen forty is his recommendation, and that right. it should work for a whole range. Fair enough, he's talking mm. responsive. Um, and then he also mentions um, that you should consider the the um, browser viewport. Or rather, he doesn't say browser viewport. No, he, he doesn't, does he, know, he James? No, he he says something else. He's wrong again. Yeah. He, he says browser canvas. Ah, and that is com- something completely different. It isn't is it? very yeah. different, mm. and it's not really relevant. And he's not corrected it yet. <laughs> no, he, he obviously hasn't got my signals. Um, <laughs> No, um, yeah. but that's but yeah. another thing because, uh, like, like we were saying, a lot of people read his posts, mm. and when he's wrong like that and using the wrong terminology, even then you, they're going to mm. go off and search yeah. for the wrong thing. Exactly, like, they might learn what you yeah. know, the answer really is, mm. but they could get an awful lot of wrong information. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so two of the most important points or, or caveats with what he's saying are hidden in the blog post as throwaway end-of-sentence things. Mm-hmm. You know, make you make you design fluid, mm-hmm. um, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, <laughs> back in the days, in the 90s, there was something called fluid design, which fluid design. Uh, predated the, the new terminology, responsive design. And, uh, of course, a website on a desktop should be fluid and actually, uh, well, based on the screen size, uh, the width should, should change. Based basically. on the viewport, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, so so I, I I really got a beam my bonnet about this um, alert box because mm. I think it's I think it was a dangerous it's a dangerous recommendation. Yeah. Um. So I wrote I, what I did I wrote my blog post mm. um, an updated blog post two years ago. I um I started it's over two, oh no it's about two years ago now mm. I started um, recording in Google Analytics um, the browser viewport. For the other, I mean I'm surely all of you know what a browser viewport is. Browser viewport is um, the the, the amount of screen that's available 
within the browser itself to display a web page. Right. So, like, you know, not everyone runs their browser full screen. And there's, there's a bit mm. of Chrome at the top with the menus mm. or tabs or whatever. So quite often you've got a, a smaller space available to show your web space, the website in than your screen could potentially show. Mm-hmm. Now, and what and what is canvas size then? Canvas is that's that's basically the 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 space available in the browser to play with with CSS. I mean, it's infinite, right? I mean, it's really not too relevant when it comes to mm. the user experience and what people are seeing. So when Jacob's wrong, he's really wrong. In this case, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Browser canvas is not right yeah. and it's not relevant. Mm. Um, mm. But um, um. No, so so two years ago, I started measuring the browser viewport uh, in Google Analytics, storing it in there um, for each page view um, to to follow what happens on my my site and mm. and see what my visitors see mm. or have a better understanding of of how much of my site is visible in their um, in their in the browser when they look at the pages. Mm. Um, as part of my testing, to see where evaluation, see whether you know I'm. I'm I've got I've got a design that's working. Yeah, it's really cool. I I don't do that. I wish I did. I did actually write a, a WordPress plugin. Yeah, um, to measure it as well that you can install. Ah, I need to do a little update to it. Okay, because um, it affects your bounce rate the way, mm. the way it is now. But anyway, um, <laughs> no. So I've got two years of data, and I, I wrote a blog post mm. um, um, a couple of years ago about this, um, giving a, a, a an average size for my site, which back then, two thousand December two thousand ten, was one thousand two hundred and sixty nine by. 718. Mm. That was the average viewport size mm-hmm. for my desktop visitors two years ago. Um, and, and, and everybody has to think about the fact that the visitors to James's site mm-hmm. are people who tend to have larger screen size than, than the average person. You would generally say that. The yeah. people working with web or communication, mm-hmm. and they're, they're not your everyday person. Yeah. Um, and I've done some little checking mm-hmm. against sites that I do, the sites that I have access to, and um, looking at what screen resolutions they have. Mm-hmm. And I can see that the difference between my site and probably yours too yeah. and a normal um, you know, general public site is half the people to those sites, uh, visitors to those sites, use Internet Explorer. Mm. It's yeah. definitely not the case <laughs> on mine. And, and the, um, the, the most common resolution is the same. It's the, the kind of standard laptop resolution. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot more dominating. Mm. There's a lot less of the bigger sizes. I, I've seen the same uh, trends on the, on the client websites I've, yeah. I've had access to as well. So, um, so I updated my mm. – I went through my statistics again, um, you know, inspired by um, Jacob's um, – Incorrect blog post. And, uh, <laughs> we're, we're not stressing this to, to make ourselves look really cool. We just we just find it's funny no, that not uh, cool. Yeah. Just right. I'm just yeah. right. Yeah, um, I'm not worried whether I'm cool or not. I just want to be right. Um, no, so, so I so I found with with um, looking at figures again that the viewport has increased slightly, hmm. but. Um, what well, it's definitely not um, you know got a lot bigger. We've we've gone up now to an average of one thousand two hundred eighty times seven four three. Mm. So we're talking a handful of pixels increase in width and <clears throat> height. Yeah, and that's a lot less than Jacob's recommendation. Uh, it's still a lot less. Yeah. I mean, I I um, I checked and I think if I if I followed his recommendation and designed my site um, to fourteen forty wide, eighty um, percent of my visitors wouldn't have a, a viewport mm. big enough to see my site. Mm. So I'd be designing for 20% mm. of my visitors. Mm. That's, a, that's a terrible recommendation. It is. And, and <clears> something <throat> that he's not actually talking about at all in his article is, how do you actually design a website that is that wide? 
how many columns do you need? How, I mean, what the hell would a website like that look like? There is actually a bit at the mm. end that says we should try and be innovative and 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 play with this new um yeah. you know horizontal mm. uh, this new horizontal width space that we've got yeah. we should do new things to make use of it because mm. now screen sizes are, are huge mm. and my new recommendation is 1440 mm. make use of this space so that's like let's talk and use this all this new space no matter what yeah i, I hate that approach actually it's not user-centered no, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very bizarre mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's something we've got, play with it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he's not done any research mm-hmm. into, the, um, into the viewport. Yeah. That's clear from his mm-hmm. recommendation. Mm-hmm. If he'd done any research amongst his clients on testing or whatever, he'd have seen that, you know, people, especially when you get into the, the, the huge monitor sizes, they don't run full width. A couple, a couple do when when you're on the slightly um, larger screen sizes, like sixteen hundreds, mm. that kind of pixel width. Mm. Then there's still some people running full width, mm. um, but there's um, when you get to the bigger ones, then they don't run full width, um, and definitely not full height. That's more the co- that's more the right, um, correlation. Yeah, I saw yeah. that as the screen size increases, mm. then people don't use the full height of the new screen size. Mm. They might use the width. So, so yes, wider websites That's tend really to turn, turn up a little bit more yeah. often, but the, the, the height still mm. doesn't go to like 1,600. They don't, mm. They're not pulling the frame, mm. the browser up to, to make it a lot longer, mm-hmm. um, which was a bit surprising. I thought it'd be a correlation. I thought they'd, yeah, that'd I thought be, they'd interesting. Just stop, I thought it'd be a maximum width, and then you know, people wouldn't bother going any further than 12, 1,300. Yeah. Um, but um, but I think it's, it's fascinating to look at all these stats and see. Um, I actually produced a, a lot of example um, screenshots giving you an indication of how the maximum, minimum, and average is mm. for all the top 10 mm. um, resolutions for, for visitors to my site. Yeah, everybody should check that out. It's really useful. I mean, it's my, and, it's and, my site. And, so and it's, it's, well, it's still enlightening. And especially what I like, what you were saying is, well, what's the screen size? And so how, what is actually the maximum size of the viewport on that screen size? Mm. And then you realize, well, it doesn't matter what size the screen is. Mm. It's never going to be that big in the viewport. Mm. There was actually, mm. that was, that's a good point, that of the top, of the top 10, mm. um, there was only one resolution where I recorded the maximum, um, well, the, the full resolution. For yeah, both every, that somebody actually maximized the browser to only see the browser yeah. and not see the tabs yeah. or the address field or yeah. something like that, yeah. Otherwise, you, you're always getting mm. crimped um, yeah. for for, horror, um, for you know, vertical space. So mm. you've got two bars and tabs and so on. Um, and more often than not, you're losing a bit mm. at the side as well. Um, My kids actually maximize yeah. their browser, and I hate that when they're watching YouTube videos and stuff. And then I, I lose sight of where I am. But they don't use full screen. No, they don't use full screen. They, they, they maximize the browser because there's like on Chrome there's there's like a, uh, an arrow that you push in yeah. on Mac at least. Uh, and it maximizes the browser. Yeah. But I, I think it's, um, well, as I've already mentioned, I think he's wrong. I think it's a dangerous recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, can, I, can I mention now about responsive now? Or do you want to come yeah, to me? Yeah, no, not, no, that's excellent. Because that, that's, cause he's not mentioning a lot about uh, mobile, but. Well, no, the uh, article clearly not about yeah. He says it's desktop he's talking about. But if we're. If he's on one hand saying, let's, <laughs> let's design websites for 1440 widths, and then at the same time as everybody's designing for mobile, what are the implications of that? I mean, what, what do we prioritize? Do we prioritize playing around with this new fantastic fun uh, uh, size, size uh, on screens or uh, on big screens? Or do we actually think more about uh, 
scaling down and making the website smaller. And so where do we start off with that? Well, I, um, I see you've got, you've got to research the, the, the browser viewport. Every, every site you do, you've got to know something about how the viewport behavior is. Mm. It's a little bit more complicated with mobile devices mm. um, than it is with desktop because there you've got um, the display viewport um, and the, the layout viewport. Um, the, the technical difference is the, the, the layout viewport is um, the space which your device says it's got to deal with the CSS of the page. Mm. Um, and then display viewport is how much of it you can currently see. I mean, right. All of us with, with mobiles will know that how this is. Like, you can you zoom in, mm. two finger zoom in, and you right. see a part of the page. Mm. It doesn't alter the the mm. browser viewport, mm. the the layout viewport. It doesn't suddenly exactly right. Yeah, yeah. unless you've unless you've done the design responsive and stop people from do, zooming, which an awful lot of responsive sites do that. They don't let you zoom. Mm. Don't let you change anything because mm. they've decided no, you're gonna mm. you're you're two hundred eight, you're three hundred whatever pixels, three hundred forty pixels wide. Mm. You're gonna get this version, and I'm mm. not letting you change to anything else because I've said that's what's right mm. for you. Uh, whereas we're all used to seeing full right. web pages mm. and then zooming, right? And that's perfectly okay. Oh, so what's it called when I actually have zoomed in? What's that viewport? Because that's a whole different thing as well. <laughs> that's like well, the, the then, zoomed then in. Then your display, yeah. then your display viewport um, is 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 a certain number of yeah. It's you've seen a certain number of pixels in the in the display right. um, of your layout. Yeah, viewport. exactly. God, you could get really lost in all this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hard to visualize when you're listening to a podcast as well. And, and, and some of you that mm. out there that are that are programmers mm. um, and are dealing with all this, you've probably mm. got whole different mm. terminology and explanations of how it all works. But yeah. um, and if you have been listening to our podcast uh, previously, then you know what we think about responsive design, sort of. I mean, or maybe actually, that we've developed over the yeah, last okay. um, two years. Yeah, very much. I mean, I I loved responsive design when it came out. I, I was as enchanted mm. by it as anyone else. But having worked with it. For a long time now, it's. I've realized that, god damn, it causes a lot of pain. Mm. Uh, mostly in the sense that people don't do mobile first. Mm. They have their websites and they realize they want to scale it down. Mm. And they move stuff around and you can't find the stuff when you're on your mobile because it doesn't. it's not placed in the same place. Or like uh, the bank site I was showing to, to some clients the other day, it actually changes the look and feel of the buttons as well. Oh. So. Oh, they, have, be, they become touch buttons. Yeah, they, they, have, click they buttons. have really nice graphics in the big screen, but on the mobile, they're just normal buttons. Mm. And so you have no, you don't have the same triggers for finding mm. uh, the links that you're looking for. Mm. So there That's are so frustrating much, when you, if your context is, mm. if your task and context mm. is still the mm. same, just that your device has changed. Then yeah. That's incredibly frustrating. It is. Because you want the same. It's the same thing you're doing yeah. in the same situation. It's almost as if you're... You just picked up a different device. As if uh, people building responsive websites think people are either on desktop always or either on mobile always. But that's, of course, not the case. People no. are interchanging between the yep. two. And so you'd want to be able to find the same experience unless there's a really specific task that you can find that is more relevant on the mobile. And that's probably what you should be designing for. Mm. But always, always, uh, and I'm agreeing with you, and I, I haven't always agreed with you on this, James. No, I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> be able to look at the at the big website uh, in the in the mobile version as well, mm. and be able to zoom around because that that's the website you're familiar with, and exactly. that's the one you're going to find your way mm. in. We spent four or five years mm. now getting people used to that in iPhones, and they're, yeah. they're used to zooming in. And yeah, because the mobiles works. are pretty good at actually mm. showing them their yeah. desktop websites. Yeah. Yeah, mm. the, the browsers have been getting better yeah. all the time with, with dealing with this, especially as we get more, more structured with HTML5, then it is actually a lot easier to pick up on the 
you know the section or the yeah. or the um, sidebars and sidebars and things. Um, but um, but what another interesting uh, in relation to viewports and and recommendations and usability and design, all these mm. things that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, when you design, when you're doing a responsive site, how do most people decide the breakpoints? When to change? Ah, from- I'm so glad you asked that because <laughs> I've I've been looking at that just last week, and uh, well. The, the, the gut feeling is that, okay, so look at all these devices and decide on the breakpoints based on what widths they have. Uh, the, you mean the screen resolution? Ah, thank you, James. <laughs> the screen resolution. <laughs> okay. Uh, exactly. And then you're not even looking at viewports and then you're making the same, mis- same mistake as Jacob. Uh, exactly. But what I've been doing uh, or I was doing last week for, for one website was actually resizing uh, the, the browser window and looking at... <laughs> So basically resizing the viewport mm. uh, and looking at what does the site look like here? What does it look like here? What mm. does it look like here? Changing it. Uh-huh. Where it looks bad, that's where I want to change. So, so yeah. It's, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it's not based on any, any device's screen resolution or mm. viewport. Mm. It's based on when it looks good and when it looks bad and when mm. it's going to – on the other hand, that's when I realized and <laughs> what I've just been just mentioning it. Damn it. I don't want to change. I want it to look the same. Yeah. So I'm, I'm well, going, that's, that's back, not about, going back and forth here. But that's that's not a, mm. that's not a bad bit of logic to follow. It's like when it looks bad, then we have to change it. Yeah. But at the same time, you can combine that with some viewport statistics. Then oh, you absolutely. Can, then, you, then suddenly now oh, you yeah. say, okay, yeah. now at this point it starts to mm. look bad. And mm. we also know mm. now from, from looking at our logs that um, so many percent of our visitors would currently have a horizontal scroll bar. Mm-hmm. Um, at this resolution, or you know, or that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you you would maybe adjust your um, viewport, um, your breakpoint, mm. to to follow, mm. you know, what patterns you see in your statistics. Mm. Um, like I, I mean, I know that. Um, well, if we're, if we're talking about um, one thousand one one thousand two hundred eighty um, wide screen resolution, mm. um, then one thousand two hundred twenty five is a normal width there yeah so so you know there might be some subtle difference mm. i'd make there to, to do with the break point so that it triggers exactly a little less be, yeah. annoying point yeah because for a lot of people it could be that it it triggers oh that's right because just two or three yeah. pixels the wrong mm. side of of, of normal for them maybe you don't based want on the exact resolution. Yeah. and you asked me a really good question uh james when you said have you seen any research done into are people really happy with a with a responsive experience because mm. uh, what we've been seeing is that when you do it responsive, the page load time increases, stuff like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mm. notice all the time. Mm. Uh, when I click on a link on Twitter, mm. if I'm reading it on the train or something, mm. and it pulls up a responsive site, I normally get really frustrated yeah. because it takes – it looks like it comes up really quickly mm. often. But then I notice mm. that I can't scroll properly because the browser's working like hell mm. to, to hide loads of stuff, to move loads of stuff around uh, You know, as, as things mm. are loading. It's 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 – Catch, trying to catch up with me and I'm trying to scroll and it isn't really working and, and then suddenly I'll get it to the point I want and then it'll flick back to the top probably because yeah. some some scripts now has managed to <laughs> yeah. load while I'm on the train exactly. and you know with my smaller mobile bandwidth yeah. it's taken 20 mm. seconds for it to get the whole site loaded so mm. so suddenly I'm thrown back to the mm. top and, and fighting with the page to kind of get back to where I want to <laughs> and I'm thinking please can I just have a mobile version yeah so we're back to the mobile version. And, and, <laughs> and I, w- I was actually on, on stage uh, on Wednesday recommending, let's just go with one column websites because mm. that would solve so many problems. <laughs> uh, and then you, and when I said that to you, I'm like, yeah, like my website. 
I don't have that quite yet, but I've seen a lot of people oh. going over to one column websites. And uh, Whitney Hess, with her Pleasure and Pain blog, mm. yeah, she's gone to one column now as well. And I've mm. seen people writing a lot about responsive actually have one column websites mm. as well. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot of, lot of things going mm. one column, or mm. at least predominantly one column. Yeah. Um, this ties in as well with a lot of stuff we talked about with mm. distractions. And, and you've written a blog post, <laughs> I've got to throw in one of yours now yeah. as well, um, about the, the, the unseen right column. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work. It, well, for the for the for the things that people seem to want it to work for. Yeah. And uh, we've, although then you do see, mm-hmm. um, I think there's another article a few weeks ago about um, the um, conversion. Um, the, well, there was something arguing about the fold again, ah. and there was it was saying that you know something maybe converts better in the well in different places or so on. I can't remember the, right. the, the details, but that was mm. I think that was um, it was an article talking about the fold, whereas actually it probably was talking about the positions of call to actions and at the right column. Even yeah, though it was above and, the and fold, it, yeah. was in the right column, so yeah. it gets seen less. And that's something in the main mm. column below the fold might get exactly. seen more. Yeah. And it's not it's a, it's, mm. it's a false argument to be about the fold because it's not. It's about it position. Is. Um, it is. Yeah. Mm. And contrast and whatever. Oh, it could, could be, be all so many things. things yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite easy to mm. tweet these statistics. <laughs> so I, I think we're moving towards not responsive design. Be really wary of it. I mean, yeah. It's not the solution to the to the mobile uh, uh, challenge. Actually, it's something. Usually, we see better mobile optimized sites that are separate from the from the real site. We've gone full circle a bit here. We've gone from you no know, dissing Jacob Nielsen with his poor recommendation, yeah, through to to encouraging people to do research mm-hmm. and not just take every answer um, or recommendation at face value. Exactly, and also now saying well you know yes responsive design is the is is the the, the rock star thing of the year mm. um and everyone wants to do it and everyone's insisting on doing it it's really consultant friendly because you can sell mobile sites exactly. now more easily mm. people are really amazed when you resize a browser it used to be a choice about well yeah. from a client mm. sales point of view mm. then you you would maybe have to decide mm. to do a mobile version or not whereas now because everyone's pushing responsive mm. there's no choice about mobile anymore exactly. you get to sell in three designs and, for yeah. three different widths and that's so funny because every everybody's saying you now only have to design one website which is completely not true you're designing a lot of different websites sometimes you have four breakpoints and you're mm-hmm. designing four different websites yeah because you have to take into account how they look in all these different formats mm-hmm. it's insane <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing stop <laughs> we're not testing enough no yeah, we're, we're not researching yeah. and testing enough. Well, all we're doing is finding new ways to build websites, and we're not doing res- real user research. We're not getting out there. Not most of the time. Yeah. I think we're still we're still just you know googling and searching for answers and doing mm. what we did last time with a little bit of tweak. Yeah. We're actually we're actually properly researching mm. um, each project that we do. Mm. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, dear listeners, I think we have to wrap up there, but. Uh, it would be really fun to hear from some of you from, on Twitter or wherever and call us. <laughs> you do anything. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's your take on responsive? I mean, we're dissing it quite hard here. Oh, but viewports as well. I mean, yeah. do, do any of you use um, viewport research mm. when designing your breakpoints? Mm. Um, how do you work with this? Mm. Um, do you recognize any of the problems we've just talked about? Um, do you agree with Jacob Nielsen? Yeah. So what's coming up for next next show? Oh, Right, next show is going to be an interview with um, Sarah Anderson. Oh yeah, um, and her um, no ketchup campaign, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a, a Swedish um, a, a company, an agency here in, in Stockholm, Sweden. Well, actually, Malmo, um, who've been 
pushing a little um, campaign called No Ketchup. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I want to I want to save it for Sarah, <laughs> for Sarah to explain about it next week because um, there's not been a huge amount in English about this. That's right. I don't think it's yeah. all Swedish, yeah. but I think it it's is. a really interesting mm. um, thing. Campaign. Mm. Um, so we're talking to her next week, yeah. but it'll probably be the week after, I guess, before we publish that. Probably yes, and and uh, after that, we're going to Conversion Jam, and we're probably talking to Craig Sullivan and a lot of other people. As yeah, well. we're hopefully going to. Yeah, as we mm. said last time, we're going to um, live, well, live-ish uh, podcast from that, mm. and we we also should hopefully mm. be doing an interview with. Um, um, the writers of Make It So. Oh, yeah. Well, wow, we have a lot of stuff lined up. We have a lot up. of stuff yeah. lined up now. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we'll, we'll try not to spam you too much with these episodes too yeah. close together, but um, <laughs> we'll see. And we did want to mention as well, based on our last show, oh, Jeremy yeah. McGovern. Oh. Has he changed his links? Well, if we che- we test the link that we put on the um, on episode 22's show notes, uh, no, that link is still broken. Yeah. So, Jerry, please listen to us. <laughs> We're still getting 404s. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, We're wrapping up. And uh, remember to keep moving. And see you on the other side. You've been listening to UX Podcast with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX.